0: Well, Ben Richten has passed out again. I swear, he faints more than a southern belle with the vapors. I'm loving what the tower has to offer. Some off-putting office work, weird fan art on the walls, and even haunted taxidermy. Of course, between the clinic and the asylum, I'm going to be very apprehensive next time I visit the doctor. The plot also thickens, as we see Radonovich is in league with Baron Midas. She's worked her way near the top of the list of baddies we have to take down. But first, it's time to be filled with an equal mix of joy and fear as we continue opening beautifully labeled doors. We'll find out what lies beyond them in episode 77 of What the Fumble, Exploration Dedication.
1: Anybody else really appreciate that like peeling feeling you get from new electronics? Oh, oh s- I I heard like peeling and got really concerned about where this conversation was going. Oh the- like when
2: you peel that little plastic film oh. off. The, the appealing parts feeling parts of it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, yeah.
1: I would say that's the closest approximation to what I felt this evening when on my way over here, before I came over, I had to scrape off my car window. And I was using the scraper thing, and I was just blasting off these huge chunks of ice off my back windscreen. But it was coming off effortlessly, and it was reminding me of that feeling. And I'm thinking, man, you know, what other underrated feelings like that are out there that are like equivalent to that peeling feeling or blasting chunks of ice off or or maybe, you know, poking a fire and it makes that big snapping sound and it just, something in your ape brain just goes, mm, the dopamine, it hits good.
3: Someone making mouth sounds very quietly inside of your earphones.
1: Okay, not an ASMR, please. <laughs> <laughs> I would
4: say getting the USB stick in on the first try. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. that's a good one. Ooh, yeah. That is a good one, yeah. <laughs>
1: uh similarly the uh when you're trying to plug in your phone into the outlet off the side of your bed and without looking you get it in on the first try and you're not like fumbling around trying to just you know ram it in there that's fair your phone right your yeah fo- yeah your, your phone <laughs> <trying laughs> right. it's
3: like oh. prom night <laughs> yeah. yeah my phone almost died on prom night actually so oh, wow. uh, yeah uh no i mean like power washing stuff like any of the stuff that has like They've come out with like the satisfying simulator games that is just like, <laughs> oh, hey, do you want to do this thing but not actually expend any effort?
1: Then pay me $40. Yeah, but that's different. Like there's power washing simulator, which I can understand for power washing. But you cannot possibly tell me that somebody finds, you know, garbage sweeper simulator 2008, you know, appealing that way, like for the same reason. Well, I mean, you don't have to have it all the time, but like, I
3: don't know. Like it, there's there's something there's something cool about having a thing and then just like procedurally making it perfect, you know?
2: Kind of like procedurally going through this tower. Oh. Oh. What a great transition. Damn. How are you guys feeling about the tower? Uh, about 11 years older. Oh my god. <laughs> I
3: it's I mean it's a whirlwind for me because we are either doing like horribly horribly horrible and like not finding anything and just screwing up every or is that just me
2: i think you guys are doing pretty good so far so far taking it at a pretty standard approach really you know room by room making sure there's nothing weird behind you like it's oh yeah that's fair just shattering
3: glass in front of uh in front of van richten's face sure it definitely hasn't gone perfect
2: so far (laughs) but there's yeah. been some uh heroic moments there. The dispel magic was pretty that was pretty clutch. That was a pretty cool move. Yeah. Mm.
1: That little maneuver cost me ten years. <laughs>
4: yeah, the whole the whole aging like twenty years for poor old Lustra is kind of uh it's, it's a it's a mechanic we've never really you don't really see very often and actually have significant meaning to the character at least it does for mine yeah so it's kind of cool to play with that but as a result though i feel like lustra is kind of a lot more leery of anything in this tower and me as the player it's kind of like well if those are the traps that we're dealing with and we got to fight a vampire at the end of this i'm like you you set the difficulty curve just right we'll put it that Mm -hmm. way like i'm at that point where it's like can we do this i'm not
0: sure (laughs) like at least he only steals your blood and not birthdays yeah, true. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Or all of yeah. them if he kills you. It was a pretty horrific thought of, uh, like, aging, but without the experience and the memories yeah. of, just of called, all those years. called alcoholism. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh,
3: I mean, I'm just like, oh, man, we need to get Looster that um, greater restoration, because... If we don't, have you ever seen like those like 50 year olds trying to dress like they're teenagers? And it's just like he's a forty year old with the mind of a nineteen
0: year old.
1: What is that movie with Steve Buscemi? How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> yeah.
0: First of all, Colin, I feel personally attacked. <laughs> Second of all, I yeah, like those you, outfits. Yeah, but you earned that immaturity. That's yeah.
1: <laughs> I had, I do ignore years of personal growth for this.
0: (laughs) Good time into this lack of yeah, growth. Yeah, that's fair. Nah. That that uh that hurts that hits different now. I'm sorry. No, that's good. I got to enjoy being a non growing uh individual. Lustra just happened within six seconds in a hug. (laughs) Yeah. You guys
2: want to play d and <laughs> I
3: need
1: to rethink
0: my life.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: you want to play D&D or go to therapy? I'm
2: not sure. D&D's cheaper.
0: Let's do that. All right, yeah, I guess.
2: Some D&D. Well, there you guys were inside this black tower. Gone through quite a few rooms at this point. There's three closed doors left on this ground floor. That you've been exploring. One labeled den, one labeled kitchen, and one labeled dining room. But we left off with you guys going through the parlor. You found a little hidey hole in the fireplace. Hidey hole had like a, what you're assuming is a magic wand. It was like this golden rod full of multicolored beads that I think, what did you guys do with that? You just kind of toss it in the bag for now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of put that on hold for the moment. Uh, And you had also found this disc and a mirror. Turned out uh, that once you put those two objects together, they contacted someone. You saw the face of this old Vistani woman through this looking glass. Features were pretty blurry, kind of misty. Of Uh, course. (laughs) But it was enough for Van Richten and Radonovich, Madame Radonovich, to recognize each other. From there, the mirror kind of shattered, exploded into thousands of little fragments, and Van Richten kind of collapsed to the floor. What do we do?
1: Being right next to Van Richten, having also invariably gotten shards of glass into his face, Slash will, you know, try to brush off the the specks of glass as he leans down and and cautiously and, and quickly reviews Van Richten to make sure he's awake or not dead. Oh, you're going to say you're going to loot his body? No, no, <laughs> like, no, no, no. Um, he has a little bit more respect for Van Richten than that, contrary to what many of you might think. Uh, he'll sort of, you know, just sort of, you know, grab him by the shoulder, shake him a little bit, you know, You know, maybe put a hand on the back of his head to make sure that, you know, he still feels something, even if it's a cold sweat. Doctor, please. It was just a vision.
2: Uh, You can give me a quick medicine check, too, if you want to double check on what happened. Uh, That's a 10. 10 is uh, still enough for you to put together that he just fainted. Uh, And, yeah, with a little bit of uh, jostling, you're able to rouse... The good doctor, uh, his eyes kind of flutter open, as i quite sorry, I seem to have fainted. I, it's I... okay, doctor, don't, don't worry. This is the
3: second time in a couple of days that you've seen someone who you thought dead for years. It's true, and
2: it does make for an excellent episode ending as well. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Are you having an episode? Is there anything we need to do?
2: No, but obviously this realization is... It will take me some time to process what I have just seen. I don't understand how Radanovich can be alive. Is this another
1: vampire that we must slay?
2: No, she is the Vistani woman from the tale that I told you. It was her tribe that came to my Estate so long ago and demanded healing for one of their own. When I was unable to heal their tribe member, they took my son Erasmus and sold him to the vampire baron Metis. During my night of vengeance, I killed Radonovich in cold blood, her and her entire tribe. I ended the entire bloodline as far as I knew. There's powerful people with powerful spells
0: in this domain of dread. I wouldn't be shocked if it's anything like that.
3: Wait, you don't think... I know Jasper Leafwood was being sourced for a lot of diamond. You don't think they're trying to bring the bloodline back, do you? Hmm. I'm not sure. I don't... I didn't think that that sort of thing was even possible on such a large scale, but maybe just the important... People for some sort of plan, whatever it is, we need to nip that in the bud, because it is probably what is causing the
2: fracturing in the first place. You mean to use the diamond for resurrection spells?
3: I mean, maybe. I don't know a whole lot about that sort of thing, but that's what you need,
2: right?
0: need a fair bit of it if they have no trace, and it's been
2: many, many years. Still a thought worth considering.
1: Surely it would be more than diamond they need. Otherwise, it would seem the most diamond mines would also be in the resurrection business. It's not enough simply to have a diamond. I would presume that somebody of equal magical power must be capable of wielding such amounts of diamond for such nefarious purpose. It Perhaps someone
3: strong enough to shatter the entirety of the Domains of Dread for a small amount of time?
1: Slash's eyes sort of raise for a moment. And they come back down. Well, there is more than one that has escaped death in this realm, it would seem. Well, it's just a thought anyway. Do you think...
3: Do you think that this woman would have any power to move against us now that she has
2: seen you? In truth, I do not know. But regardless of her power, I feel as if we should move on. You're right. We should should keep moving. Wherever and however powerful she is, she will have to wait for now. I am confident Baron Metis is in this black tower and he too will have to be destroyed if we are ever to figure out what exactly is happening here in Darkon. I think before we go and try and slay a vampire, let's uh,
0: touch up on our vampire rules. I don't believe they cast reflections, so if there's any weird gentleman talking to you, try and look in a mirror. On the off chance, Baron Metis is trying to pass off as someone else. And I do believe when they're slain, they turn to gas, correct?
2: They revert to a mist form, not quite a gas, but yeah, yes, it is a sort of gas, yes. Yes everything you know
0: domains of dread love their mists (laughs) Uh, and uh i don't think we're supposed to try and stake them until after they're in their resting place so we might still want some stakes but i don't know tess maybe stick to the bone saw
3: Alright, so I shouldn't just run up, stake in each hand, and go, heah And stab him in the eyes?
2: I mean, maybe. I mean, so we should try that first. Once we've done enough damage to the vampire that it is forced to revert to a misty form, that mist will travel to the vampire's resting places, coffins, coffin, his bedroom, whatever. So as if we can kill him, he, he will find his resting place no matter what? That's perfect. He has, if he operates like any other vampire, he has two hours to get himself to that resting place or be destroyed. Once the mist reaches the resting place, he will revert to a normal vampire, to his body form. Now, is that mist similar to if I
0: cast Gaseous, uh Form, you know, Should we seal up that window to give him one less exit? If we find his coffin,
2: can we seal that, and then he can't get inside? Uh, Yes, any space that air can travel through, the misty form will be able to travel through. Cut off the flow of air, and you will cut off his escape.
3: Interesting. All right, do we then... On our way up, do we find windows and melt a candle and try to
0: seal them, or is that too much time? I've got this, and she'll produce the vial of mimic blood goo that she took from the uh, mine. Could use that to maybe seal up at least a
2: window, or a single hole or two if we see something. As far as the coffin, it is also worth considering simply letting the mystery form in. Once the misty form reaches its coffin, the body will revert back. And at that point, a stake through its heart will incapacitate the vampire. Once incapacitated, that is when we truly destroy him. Make sure it's incapable of ever rising again. Take him for a little walk in the sun. All right,
3: so... The most important thing I'm hearing is we can't lose track of him,
0: right? We can't lose the mist. Oh, definitely not. Uh, But if we happen to find a very weird bed or coffin on the way up, we should uh, definitely take note and maybe prepare, you know, make the bed for him. All right.
1: Somehow I suspect his resting place won't exactly be easily accessible to anybody other than himself. Yeah, that's why I've been hoping to find it in one of these rooms. I suppose there's no more of a secure place in all of Martira Bay than this very tower. It does stand to reason that it would likely be here.
3: All right, so I guess we check all of the rooms just in case and then move up the stairs, yes? Let's keep going. All right. All right. To the kitchen! To the kitchen next? I call Baron Metis with the candlestick.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Who's opening up the kitchen door? Dibs. Uh, Tess will like try to
3: walk alongside everyone, but she's way faster than all y'all so she'll get there first and open the door. She's trying to slow herself down. Yeah, she's like really really not Looking forward to the rest of the night.
4: (laughs) Lustra kind of stumbling behind. He's going to keep an eye on the stairwell, just kind of keep an eye on her six,
2: as it were. Absolutely. Keeping an eye on that spiral staircase that leads up. Tess, you open the door and beyond is a kitchen, one that is more elegant and well-equipped than any kitchen you've ever seen don't you dare talk about Amelia's kitchen like that. (laughs) (laughs) It'd truly be hard to imagine a kitchen fancier than this one. Hanging above a large cast iron stove is an array of cooking utensils. There's pots and pans, the scope of which is almost impossible to appreciate. There's so many. There's an iron pump that stands at the center of the uh, circular basin that's holding half a foot of cold, clear water. Everything here in this room is just spotlessly clean. Even the little metal dipper that hangs beside the iron pump is just gleaming, shining, spotless. What do you do? I throw a rock at that dipper. <laughs>
0: Anything that gets a nice description, I assume, is a mimic. Now, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ka-tang, nothing happens. Well,
3: we found a source of liquid. If we want to, if we if we do find the resting place first, should we see if it works? I mean, I assume it does. Might as well. All right.
2: Um, I'll walk up to it uh, and give it a few pumps. And water comes right out, starts spilling out onto the floor.
3: Oh, excellent. (laughs) All right, it's going to have that mildewy smell in a few days. These guys, are (laughs) they don't know who they're messing with. Actually, (laughs) on the topic
1: of that, most kitchens, to my knowledge, have a kind of drain in the floor for that exact reason. Uh, Does this kitchen have such a drain?
2: Oh, yeah, the pump itself is on top of like a little grate. I guess it goes back down. (laughs) Ah. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay. Um and is it just like a little like
1: like is there an actual room down there or or something underneath or is it just like a a drain into a into a pool that fills up kind of thing? Uh investigation. Sounds like a
0: cast light on a ball bearing kind of check.
2: Ooh. That is going to be a 17. It's good enough to be pretty confident there's no room down there. It's just a really thin passage. You okay, know, just
4: like an aqueduct kind yeah, of thing.
2: exactly. Just wide enough for like a, a drain for the drain to fit. Yeah. Okay. Or a misty form.
3: All right. Um, I take part of my eagle costume, wad it up <laughs> <laughs> and stuff it into the drain um, and then pump it a couple of more times so it gets all sodden and soaked and <laughs> just like. Stuff's in there
0: so I clog it Your sleeping bag, you mean Six of one <laughs> <laughs> At this point There's probably not enough of it left to sleep in Yeah, honestly, I've been using it for Everything
3: That's why I have a two person tent, it's fine There you go Why do I even have a sleeping bag, I'm an elf Comfort You know <laughs> uh, But anyway uh, Alright, that's one Exit one fewer exit for him uh is there are there windows here like in in these like peripheral rooms have there been windows like facing outwards like where sun could come in or is it sort of like blocked off and lit by just the lanterns and things yeah just
2: lanterns oh, and it's so very vampire appropriate yeah yeah no windows aside from that barred window on the second floor that you saw from outside okay well that's Definitely
3: something that we probably want to clog up as well. How much how much
1: sleeping bag do I have left? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We've still got the rest of this floor to investigate. Den and dining room, I think. Yes. Den and dining room. Let's let's go right to the dining room from the kitchen. It just seems to make sense. I agree. Who? Me? What?
0: I'll I'll do it. Ah, yes,
1: take some initiative. I agree. Thank you.
3: (laughs) Well, I mean, whoever says the name of the room gets to check it out. That's the rules.
0: I did go into the parlor. Apparently, I go to the spots you can eat and drink. There you
2: go. Yeah. To the dining room goes Lenara. The room you see before you, Lenara, is dominated by a brightly polished dark pine table which, although not overly large, is as elegant and tasteful as one is likely to find anywhere. There's fine porcelain plates and dishes that have been set out around this very delicate looking floral centerpiece of rose and lily-like flowers. The flowers are clearly fresh cut for their delicate perfume hangs lightly in the air. Teases your nostrils the moment you open the door. Ooh. This is weird.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who put them there?
0: Why are they still alive? Is it an illusion? Are these
4: flowers even indigenous to the area around us? And if they're not, how did they get here?
0: Mm, good questions, nature. Boy, man, I'm not sure now. Uh, <laughs> dragonborn. It's very <laughs> embarrassing that you can't even
4: notice that I am a dragonborn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I meant your. Okay, you're an old dragonborn. Um, I mean, Rick Flair was nature boy till he was 80. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, there
4: you go. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: I have, I have survival. I suppose. Yeah. Are they native flowers?
2: Give me a nature check. Oh, well, that's not going to help me. Fourteen. Fourteen, you've seen, like, similar. They're, like, rose and lily-like. The lilies are a very dark shade of purple, like, almost black. Oh, that's so pretty. And, yeah, while, like, the shape and style of flower isn't uh, unknown to you, you've never never encountered the colors they're in, I suppose. So no, not flowers you've ever seen before. Interesting.
3: Alright. Well I mean every whoever sets who's ever set up this whole facade seems very, very anal about stuff being perfect. So maybe it just they will not have anything
0: out of place, so they probably just have them replaced every day. Hmm,
1: good point. Lenara's going to go and mess up the cutlery settings. <laughs> uh, before you do that, Slash just wants to count how many place settings there are.
2: There are six place settings. Hmm. Uh, you're like at the door, Slash counting the settings as Lenara walks in there. Six settings, Lenara give me constitution saving throw as you walk into the room. Stress is saving throws as well. Yes. 19. Very, very good. as you approach the flowers, uh, their fragrance becomes like almost overwhelming. You start almost gagging at the strength of the scent. Eyes start to water a little bit. What do you do? I get the fuck away from the flowers.
0: And... How far in
1: the room are they?
0: They're in the center of the room. Hmm. I start coughing, seeing if uh, getting outside of there, the fresh air and not smelling the flowers makes that sort of go
2: away. You kind of step off to the side, try to catch your breath. While Lenora is over there coughing, trying to catch her breath, Slash, you hear a very, very quiet little voice in your ear. Say, so, hey, how you doing, how you doing, how you doing? Oh, long time no talk. Look, I know we're pretty busy in here. There's a lot going on. Them flowers, them black lilies. That What's affecting Lenara is poison. It ain't going to affect you. I just need you to go in there, grab one up. Once it's out of the water and stuff, it'll die. Carrying it around won't give that poison effect to everybody. I just need you to grab one and we bring it with us. No big deal.
1: Slash sort of, you know, cocks an eyebrow. I presume this is for a greater design.
2: Everything's for a greater design. Like, I promise I'll explain when, you know, we're not in the house of a vampire. So I'm going to need you to leave with one of them flowers.
1: Slash sort of, you know, almost as if to be like, hmm, kind of thing. Um, looks to Lenara. Lenara, I feel like this is sort of a repeat of the warehouse in the Northern District. If there are fumes and other noxious chemicals in there, it's something that clearly doesn't affect me. Go for it! <laughs> Slash will go ahead and I'm, um, uh enter the room, and and as he's going through the room, he'll pluck the flowers, sort of collect them all, take them out of the water, throw them in a wad onto the center of the of the table, and as he's doing so, he'll pocket one of the flowers. Thanks, bro. This is
2: gonna pay off in the end.
3: What happened to you, Lenara? Was it... What did it feel like? Was it trying to get into your... Trying to make your head foggy? Trying to...
2: Good question. I assume just... It's like... Like I mean, if, you didn't, f- yeah, you didn't feel good in there. I mean, you're pretty it's confident like, after, especially after seeing Slash just walk in there, you're pretty confident it's a poisonous flower. Yeah, you felt it, like shit. It felt like going
0: into the perfume section in Sears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just want
2: to cough and get out of there. It's like being stuck on an elevator with an 80-year-old woman. <laughs> 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 because they <our> octogenarian
0: demographic. <laughs> oh, man. Shit. We already alienated our 40-somethings last week. (laughs) (laughs) Up to 39, you're good. 51 to 79, you're great. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, All right. Well, does it seem like that smell's starting to subside?
3: Yeah, outside of the room, it's
0: not strong enough for
2: you to be affected. Yeah.
1: All right, Slash, is there anything else in there? Uh, yeah, Slash is going to continue to look around. Um, is there any other, like... So there was a big centerpiece, you said, like a big... What was it again, I'm sorry?
2: It was a floral centerpiece. It was where the flowers were, wasn't oh, it? But like, Yeah, it's right on top of this dark pine table that's in there. There's, like, a full setting on the table, porcelain plates and dishes. Hmm. Uh, but, yeah, you can give me, like, a, an investigation of the room if you'd like.
1: Yeah. Basically looking for... Any fake walls akin to what we saw in the other in the other room, like yeah. anything that could be presumed to be
2: hiding something oh uh, okay, that's twenty two You tap all the paintings on the roo- in the room, uh you lift all the plates, you try everything you can think of, uh, but there's no funny business in here, confident it's uh just a poison dining room Slash again
1: sort of you know scratches his head. This doesn't make sense. If this is meant to receive people and for people to eat, it makes me wonder why it would be so poisonous in here. Surely the orderlies would not have eaten here. And clearly undead don't mind the poison, but they're still affected by it. Would vampires not be affected by poison? Would they be able to take
4: poison damage? Yeah, I mean, if they can have you know, dinner, and in, in poisonous gases. Makes yeah. me wonder what kind of immunity or resistance that they would have to it.
3: The warehouse full of undead zombies Child- were, was completely
2: full of noxious humes as well. Uh, some undead are immune to poison, yes, but not vampires, no. Poison does affect them. Does, this,
1: does this mean that Baron Medus might be something other than a vampire?
2: Could be. Perhaps the room was simply a dining room to invite guests into and shut the door behind them. Or that's it. they can die of poisoning. And then that's like seasoning their blood.
1: <laughs> Spicy blood.
3: <laughs> Fair. I mean, it might just be a trap room. I mean, they know we're here, and the flowers seemed very freshly cut.
0: Could be magic. Fair. There's a whole lot of very weird in this tower, not necessarily. Like this might not even be Baron He might have just taken over recently.
1: Well, what of the orderlies and the head nurse? What were they? Were they Dead? not <laughs> Were they not human? Poke. They were human, yes. Seems bizarre to have a room of this design where everybody can be ill-affected. Is the room, like, covered in, like, a thin layer of, like, dust or something? Like, is this, like, not been used at all kind of no, thing? it's
2: just as pristine as every other room in here. Something sits
1: very, very uneasily in this room with me. How can it be this clean and this, this well-maintained? And moreover, who would collect such flowers?
0: I'm going to go back to the parlor and see if the broken glass is still there. What do you mean? Since we've left the room... I want to know if there's anything weird or magical or mystical going on keeping this tower pristine. So with the broken glass from uh, the little, you know, FaceTime we did, uh, I want to see if that's still speckled across the uh, oh. the
4: floor. Yeah, it sure is. Okay. Well, we can spend more time in this dining room, but we're here
1: to do something else. I think we're getting distracted. That's right. We're here to spend more time in the den. <laughs> <laughs> Before we do so, uh, Slash will make sure to take all of the flowers, of course, minus the one that he took, um, and, like, ball them up and, like, like put them in a corner somewhere, you know, out of water, that mm. kind of thing. Bad flowers. Sit in the corner.
3: Did you try to hide the fact that you were taking it, or would we have seen you pocket one?
1: I don't think Slash would have made um uh, any efforts to hide what he was doing. I think he would have thought it almost intelligent to take one poison the water, and if we know that vampires can be affected by it, it seems like it could be a powerful weapon.
3: Alright, so why don't we take more of them, Slash, you pocketed one. Why don't we take them all? Vampires can be affected by poison.
1: Slash or Shrugs, you'll take a couple more. Let's say he takes another three. Uh, once they're out of the water and stuff,
3: are the, is like the scent still wafting through the room,
2: or has it started to... Yeah, it's going to take a little while. It's okay. not like an immediate reaction. The room's not... Immediately clear, no. Cool.
1: Yep, so he'll take for a grand total of four of these flowers, he'll take them, pocket them.
0: Okay. To the den? To the den! Lenara said it, so she'll open the den door. (laughs)
1: Shall I sniff the room first? Maybe not a bad idea.
2: (laughs) Lenara, this room could be a den or maybe a private office. One wall has been made into a bookshelf, which towers above a delicate but obviously functional desk. There is a plush high backed chair that stands next to the desk. And on top of the desk are several sheets of parchment, a very fancy looking quill pen, an inkwell full of ink. Ceiling wax and all of the other things that you would expect to see in this type of room. All right. Give that ink a sniff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Start Slash. huffing the glue. <laughs> Slash sort really of raises an eyebrow. I think we're okay here. All right.
0: Lenora takes a step inside the room and warily stops her a second before
2: uh, going towards the desk. There's definitely still a scent, a bit of a smell of those flowers, but you assume it's coming off Slash and Slash's pocket. the The smell isn't too overbearing, but that's it's still strong enough that, like, the only thing you smell right now is Slash. <laughs> uh, but nothing weird happens when you step into the room. Ah, uh, yes, a T shower. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: problematic. Uh, Lanara's gonna top up her writing supplies with some very expensive stuff. Okay. Just stuffing the parchment
2: in your bag? Yep. Hell yeah. So you grab, uh, parchment, the inkwell, the super fancy quill. I mean, if we are looking for a, uh,
0: a secret passage, there's a lot of books you could pull on there.
1: Slash nods. Alternatively, if it is a... Style of door that is hidden by a bookshelf. I don't suppose it'd be. He'll look it up and down. Maybe we just try and move it a little bit. I suppose. Looks That's over to Lustra. Be not a lot own. cooler if there was a switch, though. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Slash will, again, taking the less physically strenuous approach, also look for a hidden switch in the room or something that, again, would have hidden doors, you know, sure.
2: Murphy door kind of thing. I will try and beat Slash to it. <laughs> Whoever tells me the number of their investigation roll first, eighteen. Yeah, that that definitely beats my nine. <laughs> Unfortunately, although you're the quickest one around the room, you don't find anything uh, after your little jog around this room. Just the desk, and yeah, nothing too too weird. It looks exactly like it should. <sighs> in, a little den office. This is so upsetting to me. <laughs> yep. And again,
1: the bookshelf that's there, um, uh, most of the books, again, I presume, are similar to the library and subject matter?
2: They are. They're mostly about art, biographies of some different famous artists. There's uh, stories and tales of knights.
3: Oh, gods, you know what this is? What's the one thing that's... Then written, told us about Midas's vices. His first name is Baron, and he wants to look like he's hot shit. This is all just, like, a big vanity project. This is his sports car.
1: Oh, my... So I should've put his face in his hands. Ugh.
3: Right? Like, but the only interesting thing that was in here were those flowers. I don't even know if he was... put them there on purpose. And she was also like sort of like looking around, being
0: like, I really hope he can hear us right now. <laughs> We're shit talking you made us. Um but yes, at this point. Let's just go up.
2: All right?
3: Is there is there anything weird in the drawers of the desk? Are there drawers on the desk? Are there drawers on the desk?
2: Yeah, there is one single drawer on the desk. You open it up and there's just more paperwork. Uh there is like a couple little stacks of legitimate medical paperwork. God. Like lists of patients who have come through, that kind of thing. God, this entire floor is just like one of those like YouTube self-help success
3: story ads. <laughs> <laughs> Hi there, just uh, bought this new Lamborghini and I'm surrounded by women. But what's more important than money is knowledge. <laughs>
4: Read one book a week and you'll get a Lamborghini in two months. <laughs> <laughs> God, this I just even if this dude
3: wasn't a vampire who like bankrolled the murder of children, I would still want to beat this dude up. Like seriously. Um alright.
0: Whatever, at this point I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my full name. My full name is Baron Chad Meatis. <laughs>
3: All right, let's take the ceiling wax, slather it all over that window just in
4: case, and move on. Let's go. Up the stairs, combat order. Well, actually, before we head up the stairs... Not up the stairs. One thing I want to mention is, to cover our backs, just in case if reinforcements come, Do you should I set an alarm spell at the stairway? So mm. that way we know if someone's coming up behind us while we're up on the upper floors.
3: I mean, couldn't hurt if someone if someone hid... I mean, even at the
1: exit of the entire building, like someone coming in or someone leaving. Yes, we also know that there's only simply one way in. and It is certainly that door. Last thing I want is for us to have a mouse trip over it or something of that nature. So, do you want me to set an alarm spell at the front door or at the stairwell? I think one at the front door would be would be important.
4: All right, so I'm going to burn a spell slot and put an alarm spell there just to make sure that no one comes up behind us.
1: Lock the door as well, if you can. We can always put that ladle
2: (laughs) in the handles. There you (laughs) go. And up the stairs we go. And up the stairs we go. Up the spiral staircase. Floor two, baby. Floor two. Our greatest nemesis. (laughs) The spiral staircase opens up into... A large, almost wedge-shaped room that is a tribute to the talent of Baron Medus. On every wall and on a few freestanding panels in the center of the room hang more wonderful paintings of knights and barded horses... Even the most jaded eye can tell that there are hundreds, if not thousands, of gold pieces worth of artwork in this giant wedge-shaped room that the staircase opens up into. Above you, the staircase keeps going, keeps spiraling upwards, and kind of curls like the bit of a drill into the floor that's above you. At the top of the spiral staircase, about 15 feet above, the stairs come to an end before this ornate wood and metal door. So second floor, giant wedge-shaped room, full of art. And then above the staircase ends in a fancy door would the barred
1: window be somewhere in this staircase?
2: Or perhaps in the wedged room? Uh, No, you don't see the barred window. As a matter of fact, you would be able to figure out at this point, because so you saw it from outside. The window should be to the north of where you guys are now. The wedge, like the, the wide part of the wedge-shaped room, uh, the wide part's on the south end of the tower level you're on. So you don't see the window. What you do see, though, are six more doors. None of them are labeled this time, but there's two of them on the east wall, two of them on the west wall, and two on the north wall. Uh, And yeah, if, if the objective is find window, you'd kind of assume the north doors are your best bet, but who knows? I mean, we should probably prioritize that, right? Oh, and the last thing I should mention, uh, sorry. Five of the doors are just plain wooden doors. Uh, the one, one further to the south on the west wall is made of like a darker hardwood, and it's carved with a bunch of flowers carved into the wood.
3: Okay. That's like
2: the south... West door.
3: Tess is going to like look to the pocket that Slash has all of the
1: super stinky flowers in. Perhaps that's where they come from. Certainly not far to transit.
3: Well, I mean, there's one way to find out. But what, don't you need sunlight to grow flowers? Wouldn't I mean? I would assume if they're growing it in the building, it would either be on the top floor or in the windowed
1: room. What's to say there's some kind of light source within the room? Oh, right, magic shit.
3: Things were so much easier when I didn't have to deal with this.
1: Slash will look to the rest of the group in Van Richten. Shall we confirm our suspicions now or later? Fancy door first, you're saying? Indeed. I presume it will be some kind of greenhouse, however. If we know that that is the most likely candidate, we can investigate the
2: other rooms first. Everyone give me a perception check right quick. I hate this two-stress so much. Looster <laughs> got a 16. 14 for Lenara. Uh, 16 for Salash. I got a 5. Oh. Everyone except from Tess can hear this faint crying coming from the north. It's like a sobbing. It's a female voice... Kind of, it sounds almost distant. Sounds far away, almost. Even though you know that you're not in a massive tower. So, who wants
3: to check the flower room then? I mean, are we just going to go clockwise,
1: or I mean, there's nothing. A uh, test. What? It, it would seem that there is a. How to put this gingerly? A damsel in distress. I think
3: we haven't been doing that badly, and
1: she'll put <laughs> an arm like protectively around, around Linara. Hey now, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think, and looking at the expression of our compatriots, I think they hear it too. There's some faint crying to the north. What kind of crying are we talking?
0: Like just sad, depressed, like,
3: <laughs>
0: or like very fast crying, scream crying, or like tiny, creepy ghosts. In the corner crying. <laughs> is it very like rhythmic? There are three versions. There are three types of crying. Here, I'll
4: I'll, I'll put I'll put it to rest. L- Lustra having Rena in mind is instantly gonna go towards the sobbing. Is gonna be like, oh no, 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 no. And he's gonna go and investigate almost instinctually. Okay. So uh, what door is the closest, and we're gonna go into that room first.
2: It's coming from Behind one of the doors on the northern wall, it's the door to the right uh, on the map. And Lustra is opening that one up. Yep, Lustra is going to go and open that one up. You find the window, Lustra. That's what you find. You also find that that window is inside of a bedroom, a bedroom that is clearly well kept. And it's pretty obvious that it hasn't been used in quite some time. There's this large four-poster bed that stands along one wall beside that iron-barred window. There's a single raven that sits on the windowsill on the outside. But your entrance has apparently disturbed or spooked him because he utters a harsh squawk and quickly flaps out of sight. There's something else in the room, though. In the corner, like, kind of kneeling by the bed is this ghostly form, like that ethereal form of a young woman who is kneeling by the bed sobbing. You can see that her neck has been ripped open at some point, ripped open in life. Kind of reminds you of the time that Erasmus showed you the wound on his neck. This young woman has a very, very similar wound. But as you opening the door kind of disturbs her, the sobbing grows louder, more erratic, and we are going to roll some initiative as it becomes almost too much to bear. The sobbing becomes so loud that you could even call it a wail. No! no.
0: <laughs>
4: we
2: just went over this a while ago. This is my most hated this creature. It's
4: Banshee
2: isn't it? time! Fuck! Fuck.
0: <laughs> Banshee time! Please roll high initiative, Celeste. Oh my god. Oh boy.
2: Anyone do above the 20? Mm, great. I don't think so. <laughs> 15 or higher?
3: I got 15. Hey, there we go. Finally, not Test. a three. At the top you for rolled once.
4: double digits for the first time in this tower. Ooh. 10 or higher? Uh, yeah, I, uh, Looster got a 12. I got an 11. 12 and
3: 11. And Slash got a 25, so he can cast silence immediately, right?
4: Yeah, I
0: wish. Yeah, no. Slash got a nine. Nine. I got a six. Good job, sir.
2: (laughs) Thank you, (laughs) Lenara.
0: Wish it was your hearing aids that were broken
2: right now, though. Oh, are we fighting? I can't see a (laughs) damned thing. God (laughs) damn it.
3: (laughs) No, we're fine. Don't worry about it.
2: Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I love that we just talked about how much you hate these. Yep. Just talked about it. Mm -hmm. Great. Here comes Banshee. Tess, the sobbing is growing to a point that you can barely put up with it. It's just making your head pound. But you beat my banshee in initiative. So what would you like to do? Oh, man. Um...
3: Geez, here I was, like, listening to this description, hoping we finally found a girlfriend for Erasmus. They have so, <laughs> they have so much in common. <laughs> nah, I guess it's not the case. Um, Tess is going to hear this wail and, like, look at this spectral girl and freeze for a moment, look around at everyone else, and then... Do the only thing that she's good at. Uh, and she's going to run in, bone saw in hand, and yell to nowhere, If you're here, we could use some help. Uh, and she's going to lay in, try to saw this thing's spectral vocal cords in half. For an 11 to hit first strike?
2: Not gonna do it. All right. Second verse, same as the first, for 16. 16's a hit. 16, it's something. That first one just kind of goes right through her incorporeal body. And like it kind of, the misty body kind of, you know, splits and then reforms. But this time, it doesn't reform quite as quickly. Excellent,
3: excellent. Okay, so that is 11 magic slashing. And can you stun. A spirit? We're going to find out. Um, if it can be stunned, I'm going to pump key into it to try to disrupt its wailing. Uh, stunning strike.
2: Okay. Ooh.
4: Don't see this very often from Tess.
3: No. Well, it's never worked before, David. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up.
2: DC 14 con save. DC 14 con. What was the damage? Uh, 11. 11 points of damage. Please go through, please. Roll like shit. Pretty weak con. 17. Ah. 17 on the die. Okay, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um, Shit, she's
3: gonna sort of like spaceman astronaut style, like leave the bone saw to like float in her chest cavity for a minute, whip around with a spinning back fist to her jaw. Uh, For... uh, 20 to hit. Oh yeah, that's a hit. So, we got 10 non-magical bludgeoning, and I really don't want this thing to go off, so she's going to jam her fist into her mouth and try another stunning strike. Oh,
2: trying it again? I just got to do on. the same thing, right?
3: Yep, yep, just just one time this
2: campaign, Please, man. Please, come on. Just once. It's got shitty con. I just rolled well. Let's see if I can do it again. Come on. 18. <sighs> 8.
3: Fantastic. I'm happy for you, Justin. <laughs> Are you happy? I am. Great. <laughs> I am. Great. I'm so
2: pleased. Uh, that's going to be it for me then. Oh, man. Some damage to kick things off, though. That's not too bad. But Tess, as you move in closer to attack, she like rises up from her kneeling position kind of turns her face, and you can see her corrupted features, her stained cheeks from all the tears. She has elven features to make it maybe even a little worse for Tess. She's uttering a few elvish words in between sobs. She says, he'll, <laughs> he'll kill us all. And then just... Whales. Fuck. Whales. Because my banshees next in initiative. Shit. Lovely. I, I need... didn't know you were a sea elf with all of your whales.
1: Oh,
2: man. I'm tempted to make you roll with disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll uh, play it fair. Everybody including van richten here is making a constitution saving throw oh man
1: i am burning my inspiration to get advantage on this that's a good call i too am gonna burn my inspiration for advantage that's a good call i don't have inspiration
3: (laughs) (laughs) for no reason in particular
4: oh my god thank god i did (laughs) how'd you do lustra uh hopefully it's good enough
1: Uh, i got a 14 hopefully it is good enough i got a 14 um, I'm glad I rolled with advantage because my first roll was a seven, but my second
2: roll was a 19. Nice. Tess? Uh, with two points of stress, that's a 12. Tess, you're not sure if maybe it's the fact that she was a little elf girl at some point. It's just too overwhelming. Tess drops to zero hit points, hits the ground. Van Richten drops to zero health points, hits the ground. Lustra, you take five points of psychic damage. Lenara, you take seven points of psychic damage. Slash, you take nine points of psychic damage. As the loud sobs just overwhelm your senses... I'd say that is a hell of a start to a fight. Test down, oh. Van Richten down, a bunch of damage to the rest of the party. Well, let's finish it up next week.
1: Oh. All right, now make a Constitution saving throw. That was a hell of a whale. <laughs> <laughs>